Now, to my knowledge, this is the first time that this would have been done at a 24-7 internet radio station, did a simulcast and an interview at the same time with a terrestrial FM-based radio station. And you, fair listener, you actually get to hear it. So... The station is Archangel Radio 94.5 on the FM dial, 1410 on the AM dial. And the host of the program that is going to be interviewing me, or I'm going to be interviewing him, I'm not sure which way this is going to go. The, uh, the, 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 the host of the program is our very own creator of Turley's Terror Fest, and many others, Turley's Believe It or else and other shows, K.V. Turley, and uh, K.V. is on uh, is in uh, uh, south of London. I am here in Madisonville. The radio station is in Mobile. Let's see if we can put all of this together. K.V., are you there? An exclusive on Archangel Radio. Now, this is an absolute first for Archangel Radio because we are linking up with another radio station, the Crusade Channel, because I am about to introduce to you the radio legend himself, Mr. Mike Church. Now, as well as an author, a filmmaker, a singer-songwriter, Mike Church is a radio talk show host extraordinaire. In fact, he has been hosting talk radio since 1992 when he debuted on WSLA in Louisiana. And you know what? He hasn't stopped since. The Mike Church Show has been on air since 2003, initially on Sirius XM Patriot Channel, where he could be heard from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. every Monday through to Friday. And latterly, he has reinvented the Mike Church Show on the Crusade Channel, of which he is the founder. Now, if you've ever listened to that show, it's not for the faint-hearted. Uh, during its uh, many hours, he does about four hours a day, can you believe it? He skewers, quote, skewers the liberals and fake conservatives, close quotes, with his searing in-depth analysis of contemporary <laughs> events based on his scholarly research into the history of the United States and his exceptional knowledge of the United States Constitution. He has been lauded on a number of radio industry best-of lists over the years. In his early days, he was an up-and-comer, so described by the Hollywood Reporter. More recently, he was named the most radical man on the radio by the American Conservative. Known to his many fans simply as the King Dude, it gives me great pleasure to welcome this radio royalty to the Turley Frequency. Mike, <laughs> good morning to you. Well, KV, I don't know if I can live up to that billing. Good morning to you. Uh, I have never heard most of those headlines of myself. I'm going to have to write those down and put them in my bio. I think I'm going to have to have a lie down after such a long uh, intro. But uh, uh, so, um, uh, Mike, uh, first of all, welcome to the show, um, and uh, welcome and welcome all the Crusade Channel listeners uh, to Archangel Radio. Uh, just to let everybody in Archangel know, I know uh, many of the many of the listeners on Crusade Channel because I have filled in at various occasions and hosted a show even on the Crusade Channel. So they're all good friends of mine. But you're all very welcome to the party here with Mike Church today. 
Well, let me just say that welcome to all our, our the Archangel Radio listeners uh, to us here at CrusadeChannel.com uh, and our broadcast uh, of today's radio show here at CrusadeChannel.com and on uh, via Crusade Channel TV. You know, I have not been, the only time I have been on terrestrial radio since 2003 is when I, uh, and I, I did five interviews with Father McTeague. And mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I haven't been on with Father McTeague in a, in, in a year and a half or two years, but the last time, and I believe that uh, radio station is out of Buffalo, New York, I want to say. So the last time I was on terrestrial radio was with Father McTeague. Uh, but Father McTeague pales in comparison to the Turley Experience host. I mean, this guy can tell a story. <laughs> now, it helps that he writes them, so he has to do all his own research. And uh, but you're you're a radio story smith par excellence, and uh, I just want to know what do you want to talk about today? You said radio, past, present, and future in your note. So where do we start? Well, um, I, I suppose I'd like to ask you uh, a very personal question, Mike, which you may not wish to answer on air. Okay. <laughs> should I uh, should I call my lawyer? No, am I, I am entitled to legal representation here. <laughs> I, you, know, you know that's an old trick just to get everybody's attention. Okay, what I'd really like to ask you in a nutshell is what makes good talk radio? Look, you've been producing great talk radio, top-notch talk radio for 30 years. What's the secret? Okay. Uh, I'm just going to use El Rushbo here and say three things. Entertain, entertain, and entertain. Mm-hmm. I worked for, and you know, your producer Mike Romano. He's an Alabama guy. He might know my old uh, uh, old boss at seven seventy WVNN in Huntsville, Alabama, Bill Donovan. Um, uh, just to give you a little bit, a bit of pedigree there. Prior to me going to WVNN, um, and I had left 610 WIOD in Miami, which is a talk radio powerhouse that once boasted Neil Rogers, uh, Larry King, and uh, there, there were there were some, uh, Phil Hendry, radio legends. Um, wow, I mean that's that's a huge three names you've just <clears throat> dropped, Mike. Well, and I I worked on the station. I I, I did uh, wow. I, I did uh, Saturdays and I did fill in, so I did all morning all day parts. But Bill Donovan, when I got to to to, uh, to Huntsville, um, I came one host after Donovan had recruited Sean Hannity. So Hannity had worked for three years at 770 WVNN, and there was another guy who uh, who came in between, and they uh, they didn't like him so much. And then when his gig became open, I was ending mine in Miami uh, with Cheap Channel, and then so I uh, I, <laughs> I went to VNN. And you know what Bill Donovan told me is it, it was a rule for this, and I'll do my best Bill Donovan, and I love Bill D, my best Bill uh, Bill Donovan voice. Look, when I mean, you get on my radio station, I don't care what you talk about. It doesn't matter to me what you talk about. All I want is compelling radio. I want people hanging on your every word. You can talk about the parking lot for all I care. As long as it's compelling radio and people are hanging on your next word, that's all I want. You can be conservative. Well, you can't be liberal, but you can be a little less conservative. But I want compelling talk radio. Now, you give me some compelling talk radio, boy. Go in that booth and go ahead. And you go on in there and produce that. You do it every day for two hours. You're going to be just fine here in Huntsville. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's so much. To I hope he's that. hearing this. I, I hope, I hope he somebody told Bill, 
Dude. <laughs> but listen, listen, listen. I hear this all the time. I hear this all the time. This side of the Atlantic, your side of the Atlantic. People talk about compelling radio, right? Mm -hmm. But compelling radio is about as common as the average dodo these days. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, I listened uh, and watched uh, because there's a big brouhaha going on in conservative media circles. So I watch some of these young guys that are doing these shows primarily for video watchers and not radio listeners. And if you turn the video off, the feed pretty much stinks. Mm. And this is because the flailing of the hands, the scrunching of the eyes, all the things that you can do on video to convey emotion and what don't work on the theater of the mind. And that's what the Utes today have not been taught. They don't know. And sadly, KV, I, there's not a lot of people out there that are teaching it. You know, we try to do it here, and you know, we're always recruiting and looking for, for, for new, young, and even old talent. Uh, and there's just not a lot out there. You're listening to Mike Church, who's the host of the Mike Church Show and also the founder of the Crusade Channel, of which we're doing a simulcast this morning with the Turley Frequency here live on Archangel Radio, going out to you on 1410 AM and 94.5 uh, FM across the southern Alabama area. And, of course, we are streaming everywhere on archangelradio.com. Mike, um that's, I mean, that's it in a nutshell, isn't it? I yes. mean, people are getting confused about what makes for good television uh, engagement, interviews, and so, mm -hmm. so forth, and what makes for radio. Now, you've, I've heard you talk about this before, but I mean, I've, I, I've done and you've done television, and we know that there are certain tricks on television and yep. what have you, um, which, which are about the scrunching of the eyes and the hand movements and, and all the rest of it, the sort of almost ticks that people have to develop to, to achieve anything on, on television. But when it comes to radio, you're right. You, you don't have any, any chance to deploy those gimmicks, no. so to speak. What, so what's, I mean, in all your years, what would you say are the kind of audio equivalents? What, what are the things, the little, the little tricks of the trade? Now, I know you've got your secret sauce, and I'm not asking that you expose that on air. But, but, but for somebody, for example, I know you train a lot of people in this art, and you, you, you mentor people. What are the sort of basic rules that you start to pass on to people? Well, yeah. well, there are many basics. The first one is, if you love your audience, assume that they're dummies. That they assume no knowledge. They don't know anything. So let me explain who K.V. Turley is here. See, this would be an assume no knowledge point of view. Uh, so we're conducting this interview. It's a simulcast here on Archangel Radio in Mobile, Alabama, and here on the Crusade Channel. And you hear on the other end of the line our uh, friend and sometimes Philly and host and producer of Turley's Terror Fest, among other uh, episodes here on the Crusade Channel, K.V. Turley. He also writes for the National Catholic Reporter, has written a book with Fiorella and Nash called This Thing of Darkness. So, um, and uh, K.V. and I are talking about all things. Hey, let's, do, let, let's just call it Ever Ancient, Ever New, Good Radio. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. There's only one thing I have to catch you on. It's National Catholic Register. Oh, register. Not, not the report. Oh, I said distorter. I'm sorry. You, you, National you, Catholic distorter. No, you would never you, write for the distorter. You, you'll get me taken off the air straight away, Mike. So okay, just okay. want to correct that. But go, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. okay, so a basic rule is to assume no knowledge. But when I, when I tell people, they're like, why do you use this that microphone for 31 years and it's the only one you'll use? 
It's an RE20, an Electro Voice RE20. Your producer, Mike Romano, knows exactly what I'm talking about. He probably has one in the studio. If you don't, Mike, get one. Uh, why do you use the RE20? Because I can do things like this with it. The password we got is... One. We've got an RE20. The password is... Archangel. You can't do that with a Shure mic or a Shure mic or an AKJ. You just can't do it. You can also do things like, hey, where's the beef? <laughs> with an RE20 radio. So, teach you, you young people out there that are listening, learn mic technique. You know who I learned mic technique from? No. I learned mic technique from uh, an old guy who was a radio legend in New Orleans. His name was Keith Rush. And I watched that old guy because everyone, back in the day in the 1970s, when there was no Rush Limbaugh talk radio, there was just, uh, you had your your AM station, you had the cooking show, you had the swap meet. <laughs> you might have had Jim Bohannon on early in the morning from Mutual, uh, Mutual Broadcasting. Uh, Keith was doing like live local talk radio, which was, if you were doing it, it's probably what you were doing. And so when I went to WTIX in 1993, and I'm like, man, Keith Rush is there. Dude, this is the big time. He was the only one that was there, though, that was a radio guy. And you can tell radio guys because they can do what I just did with the Whisper and the, and the, and the, the Peanut Gallery. And Keith would do that, and I watched him do it with the mic, and I was like, hey, I didn't know you could do stuff like that. <laughs> and Keith Rush told me that you only, he would only use an RE20 because that was the best mic that was conducive to that sort of stuff. Um, and, and so I saw Keith Rush do it. You know what else I got to see when I first got to Miami? I got to see Phil Hendry conduct interviews with himself. Mm. I'm going like, how in the world is this dude doing this? He's, he's having a conversation. He's pretending like he's a 14-year-old girl and the girl's mother, and he's playing Phil Hendry all at the same time. So I saw geniuses, geniuses at work, you know. And unfortunately, Kevin, the 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 supply of geniuses is like the people of Japan. It's dwindled down to crisis point here. Well, well, you say that, Mike. But uh, you were working in uh, in Florida at a time. I mean, you 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 reeled off uh, three titans of talk radio: Larry King, Neil Rogers. And also Phil Hendry. I mean, as if as if they were just every day. I mean, these were giants, still are giants. I mean, Phil Hendry's still going. So he is uh, st- absolute giants. And uh, you're absolutely right. Each of, I mean, first of all, Larry King was a brilliant interviewer, probably one of the best ever. So, and, and he managed to migrate to television, which was very interesting. And he's a very good interviewer. Um, Neil Rogers was of a type, right? I mean, he he was the first kind of shock jock, insult the audience, blah blah. You know, have fun with. The audience type thing. Well, no, he wasn't uh, the first. He wasn't the first. Bob he, Grant. He Bob first. Grant was the first. Yes. No, you're right. You're right. Bob but he Grant. Was certainly, yeah. Um, but Neil Rogers, if I'm right in thinking, was probably left of the aisle, whereas oh, most way of the, most of the exactly, whereas <laughs> most of the the others were were right. But anyway, it's the same sort of genre. And then obviously, Phil Hendry's a category all of his own, right? He is. He is. Have you heard his uh, parodies of Art Bell? I have not heard his parodies of Art oh, Bell. Oh, listen, I, I, I know you're airing Art Bell's uh, area 2000, Mike. Whenever you've heard the parodies, you will never, ever be able to listen to Art Bell again in, the, in quite the same way. 
But listen, we're going to have to go for a break for a moment, uh, um, Mike. But I just want to tell people, look, listen, if you're listening to this and you would love to pose a question to the King Dude himself, Mr. Mike Church, you can. You can call in on 888-928-0881. Or if you prefer me to pose the questions, and I'm shameless, 251-928-2111. Text me and we will pose the questions. When we come back, we will continue our conversation with the radio. Okay, so we will continue with the with the KV Turley in a minute. This is the big surprise that I had that I didn't tell anyone about. Maggie is the only person that knew this was going to happen. Well, Maggie and KV were the are the only people that knew that this was uh, uh, this was happening here. Well, I'm getting some uh, feedback here, but that's okay. I could take care of that. All right, knocked it out. So we'll be back with KV in about two minutes or so. Uh, are they surprised in the chat room? Okay, where's I asked for fundraising today. Who else would even do this kind of a radio stunt? Raise a thousand dollars today. Probably raise five by crusadechannel.com forward slash donate, and I'll do the chat room, and you can ask me any question you want tomorrow, and I'll answer them on Wisdom Wednesday. But you got to raise through crusadechannel.com forward slash chat or crusadechannel.com forward slash donate, or call Maggie at 844-527-8723. Looks like I won't be answering any questions tomorrow because, what, we're at 110? 110. Now, I only mentioned it once, so here is your second go-around here uh, for this. Uh, we still have one more great big surprise for you next hour uh, when I uh, continue my conversation here with, uh, with KV Turley on Archangel Radio. Uh how many of you knew that KV had made it to terrestrial radio in the U.S.? Look, I was surprised because I'm like, where, where, in the, where, where did Kevin go? <laughs> and one day, out of nowhere, I get, well, let me let you in on what I'm doing. But I actually was informed of this by someone else, and I had to confirm it. And uh, so I did. Uh, okay, 844-527-8723, our Crusader Stadium chat room. If you want Maggie to relay a question from you to KV, I, I can do that. Crusadechannel.com forward slash chat, and we're having our fundraising drive. We have lots of stuff to, uh, that we're going to get to here and uh, the rest of the, uh, uh, the, the program here today, and uh, including... <clears throat> What? All right, I haven't been hitting this 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 subject often enough. I talked about the FAA. We have Russia, Russia, Russia today. Did I not tell you people as well that if the GOP, if the Republicans were actually going to do anything that they said that they were going to or wanted to do, when the debt ceiling came up for a vote that they had no choice but to tell Schmuckle Schumer and the rest of them, either you do this or you're not getting a debt ceiling. Now, and you know what the list was. Repeal the 666 Build Back Better Act. Repeal the, the last tranche of $2 trillion in COVID Corona Doom giveaways. And then when you're done with that, there was one more, uh, uh, there, there was the Build Back Better, uh, I think it was the Transportation Act, and then repeal all the components of the Transportation Act, and then tell Schumer, okay, now you don't actually need to balance or to raise the debt ceiling. We took care of it for you, this knocked it out. But that's probably not going to happen. Why? 
because the GOP are stooges, as they always have been. All right, let's go back and see if we're back on uh, with uh, KV and Archangel Radio and Mobile. He's worked with the very best. He's worked with Larry, uh, Larry King, Neil Rogers uh, in Florida, who was a great shock jock in his day. And he's also worked with um, Phil Hendry, who does a wonderful sort of comedic turn on radio where he does all his own voices, call-ins, and all sorts of things. I see, Mike, you're back, are you? I am back. Yes, I am. Wonderful, wonderful. Listen, um, Mike, I'd like to, I mean, you and I could talk about the golden age of uh, radio and talk radio, and I still haven't had a real answer to the question, what makes good radio, other than compelling radio, which is a little bit of a circular response. But but tell me this, what do you think of the current state of play? I'm thinking people are saying radio's dead, podcasts are the latest thing, no, you know, simulcasts are the way forward. What's your take on the industry today? Uh, well, podcasts are a thing, but they're not the way. Uh, so let me try to answer your question about what makes uh, the compelling radio. Well, the compelling radio host has to have a master of the audio medium, and he has to be able to present his point of view in a manner that it can be understood if you have 50% of your audience that hates it and 50% of your audience that loves it, then you've done a real perfect job. So then uh, that, to me, that's compelling. I don't need for everyone. As a matter of fact, I don't want everyone to agree with me. So something that's yeah. compelling is something that I am willing to state and then I am willing to, and you can't change my mind, defend, whatever mm -hmm. that may be. So mm -hmm. that's compelling radio. Is that a better answer? No, well, I think I think it's on the way. I mean, but so much of good radio. <laughs> is, right, well, I'm going to hitchhike uh, the rest of the way. Uh, well, so much of good radio, as you know, Mike, <laughs> especially talk radio, is about personality, right? And you can't invent that. No, you can't. You either, you either have it or you don't, right? Well, this is no. You're right about that, and that's an intangible. This is something that I can't teach anyone. I can encourage them, like, hey, man, stop doing this. Try, try and be uh, try and be yourself. Because if you play a character, ultimately, then you're playing a character, and the character might get old, and then, you know, you, you, you have to change the character. And a lot of guys, really guy, good, good people in radio, like I'm, I'm sure Mike Romano, your producer, is familiar with the Bob and Sherry show. You know, Bob and Sherry have been around for almost as long as me, probably longer than me. And their key to survival is no matter who buys that radio station, they just change. <laughs> they, just, mm -hmm. they adapt. But they bring their two personalities together. No, no, no let, me, let me. I'm getting off the hitchhike, and I'll, I'll try one more thing about the radio here. The, to your question, to try and answer and not be circular. You're familiar with these band called the Beatles. I've heard of them. Yes. Yeah, you heard of them. Uh, one, their last album uh, was the album "Let It Be." Their last right. album together. Okay, on the back cover of "Let It Be." is a quote, and for those of you that actually have the, the LP, there is a quote on the back of the album, and I forget who it's attributed. I want to say it's Paul, Paul McCartney, the only Catholic of the lot. Um, and the quote was that they wanted to bring the atmosphere and the sound of a live recording to a record because there was nothing else like a live recording. Mm. Now, Live talk radio, and I've been preaching this for 30 years now, and really been preaching it for the last seven here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio cannot be mimicked in a podcast booth. The two are completely, totally, and separate. They're not the same. Mm -hmm. 
They just they are not the same. You can go off and record a Turley's Believe It or Else and tell a great story, and you don't need to do it live. Although I think when you do it live, there's more adrenaline and there's more urgency to get it right. Uh, the, so to me, it just makes a better product. Uh, so, so Mike, what, what you're suggesting, and I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree, is that uh, talk radio is equivalent to a live theater production, right? Yes. Where you have the audience, you have the crackle of electricity between performer and audience. Whereas uh, podcasts to me, and I've done, done, done both podcasts and live radio, podcasts is like filming where you stand on your own in a field with a camera and somebody shouts action and then they say, do it again, do it again, do, do it, it again. again and, right. and on and on and on. And you're bored out of your mind. There's no chemistry. There's no electricity. The whole thing is completely devoid of any kind of sense of reality. Whereas talk radio, you just can't get away with it, can you? No, you can't. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Jackie Gleason and the show The Honeymooners? Of course, yes. Okay. Well, there was a, there was a rule on the set of the honeymooners you know what it was it was it, and it was a, about what you just said jackie would only allow one walkthrough with the script is that right that's right art carney and audrey meadows and joyce randolph uh and and, and uh jackie gleason whoever played the bit parts they only did one read through on set of the script now, why did they do that? Because Jackie Gleason said that he wanted the he wanted the comedy to be live and real and unrehearsed. That's right. And they filmed all of those episodes of The Honeymooners using Gleason's rule. You know, they've tried to do live TV. You know, the BBC has tried to do it a couple of times. Tried to do live TV shows and live and, and, and live sitcoms, just you know, a one off. And the actors walk around and go, ah, I don't ever have to do that again because it's hard. Mm. But it's not hard if you can practice at it. Well, you're listening to one of the great practitioners of this art. That is Mike Church, uh, the host of the Mike Church on the Crusade Channel. And we're simulcasting today on Archangel Radio with the Crusade Channel. Um, Mike, you're right. And I completely agree 100%. But in some ways, it, it goes back to what you said originally, that um, people who can actually do talk radio and do it well are rare. They do not grow on trees. Uh, but, I mean, over your long career, you must have seen some people who thought they could do talk radio, who come in and then wilt under the pressure, or other people who didn't think they could have done it and then suddenly have blossomed. I mean, what's the, again, is it just simply certain personalities have that gift and others don't? Well, let me go back to my friend, uh, the old guy, Keith Rush in New Orleans. No, Keith Rush told me that, you know what, Mike, you have one thing that most of those people, those guys that I, I've seen come through here have, and you can't teach it. And I said, what's that, Keith? Tenacity. Tenacity cannot be taught. You know, and that desire, that ability, that work ethic, it's not really a work ethic, the commitment that, okay, I didn't get it right this time, or I failed in the ratings book <laughs> this rating period. But I'm not going to get up. I'm going to get right back, and I'm going to go. I'm going to figure out what I what I could improve upon, and it's the tenacity to commit to it. You know, back mm. in the day, uh, back in the days uh, when uh, the Catholic Church was above the state, and when there was a conflict, uh, the state would yield. In the days of Christendom, uh, there were about sixty or seventy trades that were being practiced, and they were handed down generationally. Uh, many of them were uh, overseen and administered by these things called guilds. 
Well, if you adopted the trade of your father, and let's just say your father was a, let's just say he was a blacksmith, and you learned blacksmithing and ironworking, of course, the modern equivalent would be welding and metalworking. If you learn this, this is what you learn to do for the rest of your life, and you became, you started out as an apprentice, then you became a journeyman, and then after journeyman, you became a master. And then only a master could teach an apprentice. But they made a commitment for life. The blacksmith did not aspire to leave the Shire and stop blacksmithing so he could go off and start his own record company. The blacksmith aspired to, I'm going to specialize in making the best shoes for horses that anyone has ever made. Mm-hmm. And that's what he focused on. So there's a the, the, the tenacity requires a commitment. Yeah. Most young people do not have; they have not been taught this kind of a commitment. And it's almost the kind of commitment that we make at our confirmation, right? That when yeah. you did when, when when the bishop asks you questions at your confirmation, this isn't just a a, a, a perfunctory thing that he's going through. He's asking you questions that bear on eternity, right? You're committing to these ideas. You're so right. I think, I mean, in some ways, cutting to the chase, Mike, we understand this in the Catholic sense of vocation, right? Exactly. This is what, this is, you know, it's all very well saying, I want to do this or I'd like to be this. But if you're not given the tools by the, the Almighty, then that's probably a good sign that your vocation might be elsewhere. But if you have been given the tools, then you've got a responsibility not just to develop them, but to stay with it, I guess, is what you're saying. You know, to dig in through good times, through bad times and keep going. Isn't that right? That's exactly what I'm saying. And that's when you practice a vocation, that's what you commit to. Absolutely. So you do know this is my last show, Mike. <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> you I'm got quitting. me. You almost I'm got me. I'm quitting. I'm getting a job at Starbucks. It's a, it's a quieter life there. No, no. <laughs> but listen, um, talk to me uh, also about the radio industry today. Now, I am one. Is there one? By the, well, just before we do, we've had a message in from a listener, uh, Mike, who worked with Neil Rogers for a time. Wow. In Florida. Yeah. And the listener says, quotes, never was there a more unhappy man who made his co-workers miserable. I I completely, uh, uh, I heard that when I was at a WIOD and uh, Super Talk 940 to, for a listener friend out there. Uh, Neil was at 560 WQAM and, you know, or several times his producer, George, would threaten to quit. Um, that, but you know, you have to also know the backstory. I mean, Neil Rogers was a homosexual, and he was not uh-huh. a he was not a good one. I don't uh-huh. I don't want to talk about the dead, um, uh-huh. but this may have had some influence on the way he treated other people. That's uh, right. Uh, but, but it's in, it's interesting. The other thing is that uh, Mike, our producer, has also reminded me to say that Father uh, Father Tig has been a frequent uh, a frequent visitor on Archangel Radio. Mick so, uh, Mick, Mick T, yeah, frequent visitors. So so we're all one big happy radio family but mike tell me this uh the uh, i was quoting i was talking about radio the other day and i said that radio a bit like mark twain predictions of his death are exaggerated and they're exaggerated every single generation they said movies would kill radio it didn't they said television would kill radio it didn't they said video would kill it didn't and now the internet it just gets bigger and bigger do you see a future in radio i do see a future in radio and i especially see a future in live radio because things happen people want to know what's going on 
and they don't always want to have to tune in to be attached to a device you got to hold in your hand, or you got to sit in front of in a, uh, in a desk. You know, if you have an old crane shortwave AM, FM radio, and many people probably listening to Archangel Radio on, you're all set. Even if the electricity goes out, <laughs> then you just uh, you go to batteries, right? You go to battery power. Uh, live radio is, uh, is able to deliver the moment, and it's able to deliver the moment and the events that are happening um, in real time, uh, that matter to real people. Uh, television did not keep the people of Poland together and believing that there would be an end to communism. The Velvet Underground Radio did, Kevin. Um, Radio yep. Free Marika broadcast all over Europe and behind the Iron Curtain by uh, the United States Army kept many people listening to the West uh, during Soviet occupation. Television did not do that. There wasn't the Internet. You know, they had the ability to intercept the Internet and change what it is and maybe even block it from you. Try blocking Archangel Radio's AM and FM signals. You see, you have a, you, you have a distinct advantage because you have radio. I, I love radio. Radio's not going to die. It's the queen of medias. It's not going to die as long as there's people like you around, Mike, and that's wonderful. Now, listen, we've only got a few moments left, and I want to ask you something. I just want to pick your brains, really, because mm -hmm. you've mentioned it, and it's something which I think I know. But for anybody listening who's saying, hey, this radio guy, he's, he's talking all this, what is, or what would, how would you define theater of the mind for the, for the novice out there? Well, theater of the mind is being able to put the audience in that, I'm going to say something very funny, and the audience is going gonna, is gonna to clap. <laughs> So, let me build up the excitement of, and how much is Kevin Turley paid? One dollar. <laughs> it's not as much as that, but keep going. Well, uh, theater of the mind is you have to create this atmosphere in the mind of the listener. Let's, for example, let's talk about Hillary for a moment, shall we? So let's put the audience in the frame of mind that we're going to talk about Hillary Clinton. So this is theater of the mind. Audience, sit back. Let me tell you. Let me put you in the King Dude's Wayback Machine. And let me take you back to the year that was 1999, <laughs> as it were. Theater of the mind is the radio listener. You know, I, I, I can, uh, for those listening, go to crusadechannel.com. You should go there anyway. And get my interview with Dr. Michael Kurek, who is a genius. And yes, he, we've he, had him on this show. Oh, that's yeah. right. You interviewed him. Have you yeah. heard, have you listened to Symphony Number no. 2? Tales yes, of, I have. Yes, I have. Now, and, I, and I heard your interview with him, which was excellent. Okay, so you just listen to that. And don't do anything else. Don't multitask. Just listen to it. This is the theater in the mind through an orchestra. And I'm asking him, like, I, I hear a sword fight. You're going through the forest. Merlin, the, the Merlin the Magician is chasing you. <laughs> I hear the Mike, fairies. <laughs> Mike, you've just given us a master class on theater of the mind. But you know what's happening? The curtain is coming down. I hear. We're, about to, we're about to go. <laughs> so listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. You are a maestro at what you do, and I salute you. And for many, many more years, may you speak truth to power. Thank you very much, Mike. All right, Kevin, thank you. And thank, thanks to Archangel Radio for, uh, for humoring us. We'll talk soon. God bless you.